This is The Rewind from the Tufts Daily. I'm your host, Leslie Gladstone. Last episode, we reported on the injury of a worker at the Joyce Cummings Center construction site, and we'll be following up on that coverage with the most recent development concerning the new facility. The Cummings Center, set to open in summer of 2021, has generated controversy among some of its neighbors, whose homes border the site. This episode, a producer from The Rewind, Anantia Dubé, sits down with Daily Reporter Alexander Thompson to discuss how Medford residents have made several attempts to halt construction, citing zoning violations. To date, Tufts has mounted successful challenges to these appeals, and along the way has defended its plans, pointing to continuous community input. Hi, Alexander. Thanks for joining me today. I wanted to speak with you about a recent zoning board appeal against Tufts University's latest development project, the Cummings Center, located at the intersection of Boston and College Avenues. Some residents of Burgett Avenue, which runs directly along the backside of the planned site, have voiced concerns that the building will negatively impact the neighborhood. Can you tell me more about those concerns? Thanks for having me. The concerns are mainly related to the shade that the tall building at six stories will cast on the street and the people that made this appeal think that that'll hurt property values and things like that. Last Wednesday, February the 26th, two Medford residents were scheduled to bring their appeal against staffs and the coming center to the Medford City Council Zoning Board of Appeals. What happened at the meeting? Well, everyone went into the Zoning Board of Appeals room and they were ready to hear the first item on the agenda, which was this appeal. But then the chair of the Zoning Board of Appeals announced that The appeal had been withdrawn just a couple hours earlier at around 4 p.m. So everybody that had come to hear what would happen with the appeal left, just like that. Any idea as to why the appeal was dropped at the last minute? I spoke with the two petitioners, Laurel Ruma and Mike Korzynski, who had brought the appeal, and they told me that they had withdrawn it on advice of counsel but declined to further explain why they had done that. How did the Tufts administration react to this news? Were they surprised by the outcome? Rocco DiRico, who's the Director of Community and Government Relations here at Tufts, told me that he was pleased to see that this appeal was withdrawn and said that the project's going ahead full steam. But it did seem like the Tufts administration was a little surprised by this. They had dispatched Mr. DiRico, as well as Ruth Bennett, the Director of Strategic Capital Projects, one of the project's architects, and a lawyer to fight the appeal at Wednesday night's meeting. And they left as soon as it was announced that the appeal had been withdrawn. Do we know what would have happened if Ruma and Korzynski's appeal was upheld by the ZBA? Yes, it would have halted construction on the building, although the university would have been able to appeal to the Massachusetts Land Court. We'll be back with more on this story. But first, a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by Tasty Cafe on 321 Boston Avenue. Tasty serves acai bowls, fresh egg sandwiches, and delicious fruit smoothies. Tasty Cafe is the only restaurant near Tufts that serves francesinhas, a classic Portuguese sandwich. Tasty's is open every day from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Go visit them today. You reported that this was not the first appeal of the center's building permit brought in front of the ZBA. What happened this past November? What was the final decision? 
So this appeal that occurred last week was an appeal of the structural permit. The two petitioners had already appealed the building permit in November of 2018. That appeal actually passed the Zoning Board of Appeals two to one, but it required a unanimous vote, so it didn't go forward. This was the second time they've tried to appeal one of the coming center's building permits. Tufts was in discussion with Medford's building commissioner long before breaking ground on this new project. Could you take us back to when the story begins? The coming center has been in the works for a long time, but back in 2017, they went to the city of Medford to get what's called variances because a building of this size, especially an academic building, violates the Medford zoning code in a number of ways, whether it be height and things like that. So they went to the city and they were granted a number of variances back in 2017 for those plans, which at the time included a partnership with the MBTA to include a station on the bottom floor of the new academic building that would have been part of the Green Line extension. So after the MBTA partnership fell through, Tufts returned to the city of Medford with its revised plans to ask if further variances or new permits were necessary. What happened? So the building commissioner for the city of Medford went back to the site, looked over Tufts' plans, and found that no new variances were needed, and that Tufts had properly exercised the 2017 variances. So those old variances for the old plans, the building commissioner said these work for the new ones too. But after the building commissioner approved those 2017 variances for the new plans, that's when these two petitioners came and appealed that decision, the granting of the permits, even with the old variances. And that's when the November appeal came about. And when that happened, Tufts went back to the Zoning Board of Appeals, and they defended the plans with something called the Dover Amendment. What is the Dover Amendment? The Dover Amendment is a 1950 law in the state of Massachusetts that prevents local authorities from imposing zoning restrictions on a number of nonprofit organizations like religious organizations and educational organizations. Local authorities are still allowed to do a little bit of zoning with things like height and parking. But they really have to take a hands-off approach when dealing with organizations like Tufts because of this law. How might those protections have factored into the building commissioner's recent decisions and his EVA votes back in November? Well, I'm not sure about the building commissioner, but when that November appeal, the first appeal that failed, came before the Zoning Board of Appeals back in November, that's the law that Tufts uses to defend their land use in this project. So it certainly played a big role. The Tufts administration states it has sought community input throughout this process. Who did you speak with and what examples did they point to? So Tufts has absolutely engaged with the community for this project. Since the plans were revised in December of 2018 after the MBTA pulled out, the Director of Community and Government Relations, Mr. DeRico, I mentioned earlier, has hosted eight community meetings with residents. He also heads up a community working group that helps to take issues from problems that residents have and implement them into the plans. When I emailed with him, he cited a number of changes that they've made to the coming center to accommodate concerns from residents. They took some windows off the back of the building. They've included a pedestrian path around the building so you can get from Burgett Street to College Ave. And they also eliminated a sky bridge that was going to go over College Ave that has been removed from the plan. This story initially gained a lot of traction when it first ran in Tufts Observer last month. However, as the article pointed out, the original piece had some reporting errors. Would you like to offer some clarifications? So the Observer reported in that article that, quote, despite a lack of variances and approval, this coming center proceeded according to plan. Tufts actually had all the variances and permits it needed. 
the observer was taking issue with the fact that the variances came from 2017 before there were the new plans after the MBTA pulled out. But again, the building commissioner went back and he certified that those variances still worked even for the new plans. So they had all the approval and all the variances they needed before they broke ground on this project. Otherwise, it would have been illegal. Does this latest withdrawal mark the end of disputes over the coming center? Can Tufts expect construction to proceed undisrupted? Or are there indications that there might be continued community pushback? Well, this was the last legal challenge that was pending for the project. There might be another one. Anything's possible, of course. But as the Daily reported last month, the project is still on track for completion in the spring of 2021. And the university told us that after this appeal was withdrawn, they're still going full speed ahead on the project. So unless something comes up, everything looks like smooth sailing from here. Alexander, thank you so much for coming in to speak with me today. No worries. It's always a pleasure. This was The Rewind from the Tufts Daily. I'm your host, Leslie Gladstone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next episode. This episode was produced by me, Anantia Dubey, Tegan Hart, Stephanie Rifkin, and McKenna Law. Our executive producer is Ellie Levine. If you like this podcast, support The Daily. You can read all of our stories at tuftsdaily.com and donate at tuftsdaily.com slash donate.